0: You took my shame, you made a way Hi friends, my name is Christy Duff and I have a passion for the Word of God. I've seen the way that a daily dose of the One Year Bible has changed my life and I know that it can change, affect, and impact every day we live. Well, happy Valentine's day today. And it was funny because my daughter was telling someone that Valentine's day is pretty much my favorite holiday, which is kind of embarrassing, but Hey, it is, but here's the thing. Okay. I know what Valentine's day stands for in our world. And I know that some people are lonely and you know, it's difficult on others who have lost loved ones. But I think the reason that I love Valentine's day is because first John says that God is love. I mean, it's a holiday that celebrates love and God is love. And so it really doesn't matter what our status of life is or anything like that. It's a day that represents the love of God. And in the one year Bible right now, we just finished Matthew today and the last couple of days of just reading about all that Jesus was willing to go through on the cross, you know, I don't know about you, but every time I, I read about the crucifixion and everything leading up to it, I'm just so moved and yet at the same time, want to be moved even more, you know, I, I read about Jesus getting punched and spirit getting plucked out and the crown of thorns and the whippings and the beatings and the robe on his back and then obviously going on to the cross and just all that he endured and it's devastating. And yet I feel, this sounds awful, but I, I also feel a cold hearted familiarity with the story. And I want it to move me so much more than it does just to read about all that our Jesus would go through for us. I mean, you know, like the Bible tells us some will die for a good person. But the thing about Jesus is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And you know, the old saying that if we were the only ones on earth, Jesus still would have gone to the cross for us. And his love is astounding. And there's never anywhere a love like his, we could search high and low for the rest of our lives and would never be able to find a love so deep, so wide. And, and even with all of our mistakes and all of our fleshiness, Paul still says in Romans 8, what can separate us from this love? Nothing can separate us from this love, neither height, nor depth, nor angels, nor demons, nor. And he goes on just to talk about all these things, every aspect of life, every element. Nothing can separate us from love. And so I don't know what your day looks like today on Valentine's Day, but you can know that you are loved by the perfect love, the most perfect love. And maybe it's not Valentine's Day when you're listening to this. Maybe no one's listening to this. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, (laughs) is it just me and my garage and a microphone? But it's kind of hilarious. So, you know, also in the One Year Bible right now, we're in the book of Exodus. And I love the section of Exodus where they're putting together the tabernacle because, you know, sometimes I kind of wonder about Moses here. God brings him up on the mountain and shows him this massive vision of all that he wants him to build and build this with this type of fabric and this with this type of metal and this with this type of wood. And I just wonder if it all seemed slightly overwhelming to Moses, you know, was he just kind of having moments of, okay, I love this picture, but we are definitely out in the desert wilderness. You remember that, right, God? And yet we see in Exodus 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, God doing the work. And isn't that just like the beautiful love of our God? Because Moses maybe felt overwhelmed to do all this stuff. And yet God never gives us a plan to follow without then providing us with all the materials and helpers that we need to accomplish his purposes. And I think that that's what we can remember and take away from this is that it's all him anyway. Salvation was his plan from the beginning of this earth and his love directs everything, leads everything, guides everything, provides everything. And I wonder how these people felt in the book of Exodus too. You know, God was so sweet and they were so willing and God put it on their heart and they all wanted to contribute something. And finally they had to say, okay, hang on, like nobody bring anybody else and Who knows, maybe they were moving around at the time where they were doing this and you know, the people had less to carry because they gave everything to God, but maybe the Levites had more to carry because the people had given everything to God. And so there comes a moment where they're like, okay, hang on, hang on. This is a little bit too much. But what I love about it is just the little lists even of everything that they bring. You know, they brought little earrings and they brought little pieces of yarn and they brought gold rings and, you know, these things could have seemed so tiny, like such little tiny moments of just bringing skill and okay, well, I know how to weave this so I can come and do that. And I can bring an earring because I have one of those and I can bring a nose ring because I have one of those and maybe they felt so small, but precious ones, I think what we can take away from this is that nothing is small to God, that anything that we're willing to bring or to give, to do, to serve in, to offer up, to surrender, to sacrifice. Nothing is small to God and it's absolutely astounding because I don't know about you, but you know, I read about the cross, I read about the sacrifice. I read about the love of Jesus and I'm like, I want to do such big things for you. And yet our God is just so content with us bringing whatever tiny thing that it is that we have to his service. Nothing is small in his eyes that we would offer up as a surrender, as a sacrifice. And I was thinking about that when it talks about in Exodus 36, the, the planks that would hold up the tabernacle and there were six ends, six planks on this end of the tabernacle and six planks on this end of the tabernacle and then two planks under rings. And just, I mean, they were tiny little planks. And I just think that sometimes those things seem so tiny to us. But, you know, if one of those planks hadn't been built, then the tabernacle would not have been built right. And we're the body of Christ. And sometimes it can seem like, oh, this person's doing this big thing. And I only just have this little plank to offer. But without the little planks, we can't hold up everything else that needs to be held up. And so I just wanted to pop on here today just to remind you that everything that God puts on your heart is so important for us to do that. We're the body of Christ and you don't know what he's going to call you to do in the future. It might be a big thing, but what we might view as small things might actually be big, be big foundational things to God. And, you know, we look at the cross again and we read in Romans 12 about being living sacrifices and sometimes that can, we, we just have such a desire for it to be so huge because of this huge love that we feel. And I guarantee the Israelites in the middle of the wilderness bringing a tiny little earring to offer up for the tabernacle of God maybe it didn't seem so big and yet when that tiny little earring was melted down and ended up being a gold plate on some offering that was used to facilitate the presence of God we have no idea what God wants to do with the melted down offerings that we're willing to bring him. And you know, again, just thinking about the love of God today and those tiny little moments where he shows his big love. And, you know, we read said Exodus 33, right, 34, Exodus 34, where Moses says to God, would you show me your glory? And God comes to him and reveals himself to him. And, um, you know, that was maybe such a tiny little moment in the beginning to Moses. Don't forget that it all came about because God was kind of threatening not to go with them, that he was going to send an angel before him, but not go. And so Moses just says to God, would you show me your glory? And you know, it seems like such a big moment, a big thing to us, but don't forget, it was just one tiny man out in the middle of nowhere, face to face with a mighty God. And when God shows him his glory, it's not thunder and lightning and might that he sends. It's a proclamation, a declaration of his steadfast love, of his forgiveness, of his compassion, of his goodness, his love, his goodness, his holiness. That is his glory. And it came about from a tiny little man (laughs) in a tiny little moment, asking God to show him his glory. And I just want to encourage you today, whatever your day looks like, whatever day this happens to be that you're listening to this, if anybody happens to be listening to this, that our tiny little moments, sanctified and held and used and turned into beaten gold in the hands of a loving, gracious, compassionate, holy and mighty Father, I think we'll be astounded. When we get to heaven to see what these things look like, you know, my family is all gone and all busy today. And so I'm taking my grandma to a cat cafe, which I'll be honest, I had no idea that those were actually a thing. I think I saw one in a TV show one time and thought that it was hilarious and had no idea that they were actually a thing. And I don't know what it looks like yet. I'll let you know, (laughs) but. You know, online it just looks like this big kind of coffee shop thing with all of these fostered cats and you pay a certain amount of money to get in there and it's like an entrance admission ticket and then you go in there and um, that helps facilitate their fostered cats. And I guess I order a latte. I think I kind of want to see. If the coffee bar looks hairy first, I don't know, like I'm sure that they do it in a sanitary way. I just can't quite picture what this looks like. And my grandma loves cats and she doesn't have one and she's almost 91 years old. And so I thought what better way to spend Valentine's Day than taking my darling little 90 year old grandma to a cat cafe for an hour. And letting that be her Valentine's Day present. And, you know, it can kind of seem small to me like, oh, yes, we're going to pet cats for an hour. Yippee. (laughs) And yet God was just putting on my heart this morning that it's little moments like those little things that maybe no one might ever see or know about or that might seem so small to us. A smile given to someone who looks a little rough or, you know, food bought for a precious homeless person or a moment of forgiveness or acceptance, giving to someone, helping someone get to camp or a women's retreat, tiny little moments like this are massive in the hands of a mighty God. And I don't know about you, but you know, I I come to life wanting to do big things for God. And I think we all do, especially like I said, when we read about the cross. And yet it's the tiny moments of praise, of love, because God is love. It's the moments of taking a day that's dedicated and devoted to love, to, to love someone in the way that Jesus loved us sacrificially, to love someone else sacrificially, to take a darling little older grandma to a cat cafe, to do something nice for someone. You know, we can get so caught up and how we feel and how we feel if we're being loved or how we feel if we're not being loved or how we would rather be loved. And yet God is so beautiful to love us in such a perfect way. And I think that today in a day celebrated by loving others or whatever day, every day is supposed to be a day that we love others, right? to spend our days loving this God whose love is just indescribable and absolutely astounding in every way. And I'm reading, Um, it's called A Year with C.S. Lewis. And it's just been such a beautiful book and I'll be honest, I read it at night and so Some nights I am so tired and um, C.S. Lewis is just a little bit too smart for me. Other nights, or maybe it's other days, I don't know. I don't consider myself like an insanely deep or smart person. Um, And other days I just kind of get what he's talking about and, and get a little bit more what he's saying. And you know, he was talking this one night when I was reading and he said this, it's February 11th if you have the book and it's an excerpt from Mere Christianity. And um, he says the whole dance or drama or pattern of this three personal life is to be played out on each one of us or putting it the other way around. Each one of us has got to enter that pattern, take his place in that dance. There is no other way to the happiness for which we were made good things as well as bad, you know, are caught by a kind of infection. If you want to get warm, you must stand near the fire. If you want to be wet, you must get into the water. If you want joy, power, peace, eternal life, you must get close to or even into the thing that has them. They are not a sort of prize, which God could, if he chose just hand out to anyone. They are a great fountain of energy and beauty spurting up at the very center of reality if you are close to it the spray will wet you if you are not you will remain dry once a man is united to god how could he not live forever once a man is separated from god what can he do but wither and die and precious ones i just pray that today as it represents love, the beautiful love of God, that we would be immersed in the fire, the water, the energy, the joy. That is the sacrificial love of God that we see on his beautiful cross. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe, and I'll see you here next time. And let your words burn deep in my